Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to my world. And of course we couldn't do it without the hall of famer himself, the greatest professional wrestler of all time, your friend and mine, double J Jeff Jarrett, Jeff, how are you, man? Oh, Conrad Thompson. It's Turkey week. The week is upon us. Turkey day is here. Right around the corner, holiday, football, got a clipboard. There's a a troll online. I don't know if we're going to get into all that, but uh, Skunk Gate is uh, still ongoing. Um, My Vols uh, took it on the chin. We'll just kind of get that out of the way. Uh, Coming off four. That's two weeks in a row y'all took the big one. It's my opening monologue, pal. Okay. You just kind of stepped on me. Did you feel that? Should, Should we start over? Should we, you know... Hey, I'm Conrad Thompson. Welcome uh, uh, to my world. Uh, my name's Conrad Thompson. We couldn't do it out without the Hall of Famer himself. That's right. Your friend and mine, the greatest professional wrestler of all time. <laughs> Double J, Jeff. Jeff, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, Conrad. Let me just push right through the vaults. <laughs> You're not going to step on me this time again, are you? Conrad, pathetic. Let's just get that out of the way. Pathetic. I will call it out when... When I see it, my gosh, that was ugly. And this morning in the gym, my buddy, uh, Corey, who trains me, he said, we're not even going to talk about the Vols, are we? I said, nope. <laughs> Dude, two losses in a row, three out of the last five, but I'm pulling for you. I think you can pull it off against Vandy this week. Yeah, I knew. I knew. I See, all it's just there's so many softballs uh, floating at you. But uh, roll tide, you guys are headed toward the national championship. I just feel it's in the cards. Georgia's beatable. Uh, we won't get into that. Um, but here's what I want to get into. Okay. Cause this weekend is when I read the notes, Conrad, there are so many ins and outs and what ifs and, uh, kind of, a the, the time anyway, we're going to get into that because things could have gone and they did left or right in 98 for my career. Uh, and, and kind of perseverance kind of father, uh, and fate and everything else, but we'll get into the topic. So go ahead. What do you want to talk about, pal? Well, yeah, our topic today is the don't piss me off era. When, when Jeff Jarrett is sort of reborn or reimagined as a WWE character, 
Uh, and he started off, you know, pretty strong on this episode today on the don't piss me off era. <laughs> I'm going to try not to piss you off. And cause we, I've just gave you your flowers. You're going to beat Vandy. I'm pulling for you. I know you can do it. I also pretty confident that, uh, that nothing happened in Auburn who lost to New Mexico state paid $1.8 million to get their ass whipped. Uh, <laughs> are hilarious. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. So I, they ain't got no chance. I'm talking about no chance against Alabama this week, but the entire football world will be watching Michigan and Ohio state. They're ranked two and three. This is where the rubber meets the road. Lots of controversy. Lots of coaches deleting things they shouldn't have been and getting fired and shown the door. And some coaches won't be on the sideline. Mm. Mm. Two and three Ohio state and Michigan. If you had to make a wager, what do you think that would look like? But he got this weekend. See, I went and literally, I'm just, I mean, we were going to try to start folks as we're recording this, this is Monday morning. And I promise these guys, cause, uh, I've got a busy AEW, uh, day, a business, uh, development day ahead of me. So uh, I tried to get here and get started early, but I'm fresh off the gym. And that was the discussion this morning, Conrad, Michigan, Ohio state. And I lean so heavy into, there is nothing like, what do they call it? um locker room um what do they call it uh, like d don't give me uh, the press uh, clip um bulletin board material gosh yeah don't there is so much bulletin board material that i think harbaugh can use yes on top of a hell of a team they are super motivated he's motivated there's nothing like getting a team together and kind of going um you can relate that to wrestling so many times us against the world or the little engine that could or yes. uh all those kind of motivational factors and i think harbaugh is going to use it i i just i believe michigan all the way and your worthless father-in-law him on the sidelines cheering i'm sure this may be one thing we may agree on but um i'm Wait, going is he to be at that show is he going to be at that game Oh, I don't know, but he always does his post and bandwagon jumper and, you know. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Everybody knows he's the dirtiest player in the game, and he's friends with Ric Flair. Um, oh, wait, what did I do there? Hey, so, you're, you're welcome. Ohio State, yeah, three-and-a-half-point underdog. They're playing in Michigan. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I, I do. I'm, I'm going um, – Michigan I, in the points? Yes, I do. I, I just think Michigan – and I'm not saying Penn State's on their level, but I think Penn State's a pretty good team. And for them to go in there, not throw a pass in the second half, they just manhandled them. And that's a big physical. And I'm not saying Ohio State's not physical, but it's going to be, I just think Michigan all the way. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a 14-port win. I, I, I don't know. Can I, you I imagine know. if somehow it comes down to Michigan and Alabama, like, America will decide they somehow want both teams to lose. <laughs> Michigan's got so much heat right now. And Nick Saban, I mean, heat is life for the Alabama Crimson Tide. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, well, hold on. Let's stop on that. Cause there's so many, probably some wrestling analogies. We could come in here. Yes. But don't you think if, if, if it comes down to Michigan, Alabama, that puts Saban as the baby face. Maybe you're from Alabama, but I, I, I believe that positions because the whole world wants to believe 
that Michigan's the only team that's ever sold stole signs. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're the poster board. They're, the, they're the heels this year. And, and yes. I, I think in a, a fun way, but I think that motivates them, but I still, you put, I think you put them on the national spotlight and you have Harbaugh who is, and I'm, I respect him, but he's got arrogant, a little brash, a little cocky. I mean, he, and he's won everywhere. You look at small college, big college, pro, he, 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 he's backed it up. But then you look at over here at Saban, kind of the elder statesman. Uh, that's why I think Saban's, I think you guys are sitting in a good spot. It's going to be fun to watch. And our international fans or non-football fans, even that, that live here uh, domestically in the U.S. You know, like our football talk, we apologize, but it is a lot of. Uh, oh, no, that's well, off. Yeah, well, being kind, we, we like to always run the good analogies in business, in football, and yeah. wrestling. We always, uh, but anyway, the, the the momentum and the story, story sales, it is building something else. It just always does. I'm going to go back to game two when Saban sat your QB. Yep. Master chess move. Absolutely. I mean, master, master, master. Patience. Thinking the long game. Yes. Goodness gracious. I just think back to, wow. That's why he's the best. It's been incredible. Speaking of the best, the best time you and I have every week on air, off air. If we ever need a little pick me up, we know what to do. Oh, troll abyss. It's what we do. We live for it. It's our favorite thing. <laughs> I, I'd like to come out right now and make it official. that I have won the bet. He and I had an off air bet. Yep. And you confirmed you were a witness. I win. Yep. You decided I won. Slam Not down. only that, but it's the bragging rights that you're going to get to pocket because you have been loud and proud for months at this point. Referring to Joe Burrow as what you called clipboard Joey <laughs> and old clipboard. Joey is now actually on Twitter. No way. Him. Oh yeah. He's there. Cause he's got free time now because his season is over. God. Lord bless. I mean, listen, it, with the benefit of hindsight, you look like Nostradamus and old Chris Park looks like Nostradamus. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Is it, I mean, listen, I know you don't, you as a professional athlete yourself, you don't root for injury. Oh, you you never support that. You were not cheering about that, but boy, it, I mean, I could just imagine you strutting ass around the West coast this past weekend. Damn. It feels good to be a gangster. Look at me. I called it way far in advance. Chris park. Once again, hapless. Mm. Oh, well, for the record, we love to have, he's, he's like a punching bag. He's so easy. I mean, bless his heart. He's so easy, but on the, on the real, as the kids say, I, w- I would never wish that I was always poking fun, but it clipboard. Joey is a reality. I I do. I hate that. He's a hell of a quarterback. It's just abyss. I'm not apologizing to you. I'm going to run it in the ground. We told you from day one, when we broke you from producing that uh, award-winning segment, whatever it may be, that Conrad described so aptly. Uh, Al, I just, maybe he will, and I, I would hate to see some memes online of Nostradamus and Nostradamus. Uh, oh. 
I, I, I wouldn't you hate to see that? I, I don't I, want to see it. It's not fair. You I know? Would, well, I'd be uncomfortable. Why? I would be. I would be. Just, you know, poor Biss. Joe Montana, if you throw a little Montana in there. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, if you go follow him right now, it's at Clipboard Joey over on Twitter. I'm following it right now. For real? Oh, yeah. Clipboard Joey. He's got free time. He just signed up. He's ready to roll. Oh, and he so this is real. Yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. Wait, 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 hold on. Marcus, for you, YouTube, but I I do. I want to see that. What can you put that back up there, Sword? So it's at Clipboard Joey. DL it it just at Clipboard Joey is real. Yes. on, On Twitter. Just sitting there collecting checks, writing tweets one after another it's uh i guess the question now jeff is are we i mean i feel like it was a private conversation so maybe we shouldn't post it to the show here but we we got to come up with something here we got how are we going to pay this bet off and let our let our audience see oh well i mean that's i mean so what did you win what what what's what, abyss what, what's what's his uh What's it? What tell refresh my but what was the, what's he got to do? What did you win? Well, listen, we'll talk about it off air, but it does involve Cody kicking him in the balls. <laughs> okay, as hard as he can, if you recall. You know, they say the, actually the new iPhone, too, it's uh, it's it's broadcast quality, so we can record it on iPhone. Well, I'm just wondering, like, since he works somewhere else and you work somewhere, I don't, I don't work anywhere. And Cody is Cody under contract yet? Nope. Nope. He's free agent. He's, he's a free agent. Okay. Conrad, he's starting his amateur career, but his professional career is on hold for right now. So I there see. is no paper whatsoever. Uh, Mr. Dawkins actually, uh, made sure he was free, free and clear. So we don't have any, any outstanding copyright issues, no legal binding documents. He's 17, uh, which makes him, uh, free and clear to do anything with his uncle Connie he needs to do. It's I just, like it. I like it. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we're going to figure out how to bring that to the masses because I'm glad that you've, uh, you've decided that the bet is officially over. I won. Just like sure. know, just Slam like up. He can't even finish the season. Right. That's a done deal. It's a completely done deal. How weak was that abyss texting in, like sliding it in? There was no, we, we weren't even having a conversation. It'd been like hours since any of us had texted each other. Oh, hey, okay. Uh, hey, guys. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm glad that the bet n- is null and void now. That was so weak. weak. Lily livered. <laughs> Yellow. Damn shameful. Nostra dumbass. <laughs> hey, um, you had quite a week. Let's just talk oh. about it for a minute. Uh, first, right. let's look back. Then we'll look forward. Then we're going to talk about our topic. But as we look back. You spent like a week on the West coast. I sure like. did. Got out there Tuesday. We talked about how important the forum was. We, we covered that last week and, and you got to work that building. You even saw someone you tried to murder in a parking lot in the backstage area. Rick flair posted that video. That was something else. You and Jay speaking of Jay, he was unable to do what you were able to do, which was defeat Eddie Kingston. Um, they had the, the, uh, ring of honor world title on the line and the zero hour of the pay-per-view 
big pay-per-view, lots of critical acclaim. I saw people going on and on and on about how great the wrestling was on that show. Of course, we know we've got another big AEW pay-per-view coming up uh, next month. And, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a big time deal. And of course, before we get there, it is a Thanksgiving tradition that the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving dynamite is live from Chicago. So that's where you guys are going to be on Wednesday. And then on Saturday collision, man, Pittsburgh, you guys are, uh, hitting the road. Daddy talk to me about, uh, what happened this last week and, and what you're most excited about in the coming week, you know, and, and try to look, you, you said it, I got out there Tuesday. We did, uh, Ontario, uh, boy, they had a construction, they had a, a, a fire and tent is shut down. So good old LA traffic, uh, went from bad to worse. Um, that's a cool arena. Uh, yeah. So dynamite in, in the Southern California area. Um, but as I was riding back Wednesday night, Conrad, I was into a conversation. I'll leave this guy. Uh, I won't, I won't divulge that cause I'd like to get his permission, but we were just kind of talking about, Oh, how could I say this? The perspective of everything going on in the industry. Um, I think it was, uh, we were talking about Wembley next year. And I think that's what started the conversation. The pre-registration is rocking and rolling tickets go on sale. Uh, early December. That's not what this conversation about, but we just kind of started talking about the, the different events. Mania went on sale. Wembley's going on sale. Uh, WWE's doing a show in Germany. Now they're doing also a show in France. Um, we, we're doing our pay-per-view in December. Just kind of I, what I'm going with is, is the calendar and just how the business just continues to roll along. And we were this guy that I was talking to, he's kind of knee deep. Not yeah, he is. Hollywood is a part of his business. And so that strike did a lot more, um, I don't say damage. They had to do what they had to do, but man, it, it put up not more than a wrinkle or a kink. It just kept, brought that business to a halt. And we talked about, did you see that quote recently about dusty roads? And I don't know where it came from about, um, what professional yeah. person Hollywood, does. Yeah. yeah th that, that came into the part of the conversation on how the business not just evolved, but kind of the perspective it's, it's viewed at as now. And, you know, when you look at a uh, Saturday night in the event and, um, you know, swerve and hangman, that's a hot topic. And then Will Ospreay, uh, stepping out, making it official then of course you, I mean, our conversation went on and on from CMLL and new Japan and just kind of the business as a whole Conrad. And we covered a multitude of topics, uh, but we've, we've touched on this a bunch, uh, on here on my world, but, um, like, where is it going in five years? Where's it going in three years? Um, you know, streaming's not going to slow down. I just saw today, I didn't realize that, but NFL, the Amazon game, it's on Black Friday this week because of Thanksgiving football. Um, just live sporting content. I know we're not real sport, but I'll throw it in there. Live entertainment content just keeps growing and growing and growing and monetizable. And um, yes, the, 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 the money keeps growing on on different things but where where's it going because my gosh all the content that's out there and we know conrad historically that there are ebbs and flows um anyway it's a fascinating time forum was 
the buzz, the energy, the people. When we went uh, through the curtain, Karen mentioned this when we came back. She said, my God, that's a hot crowd. And I said, and they're going to stay up all night. They, they, the, the AEW pay-per-view um, bar just continues. I don't say continues to rise, but um, there was some good stuff uh, on Saturday. To me, really, really good stuff. So we could um, go match by match. Um, don't think that's necessary. But the business is hot and getting hotter. You just kind of have to look at it. Where, 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 where does it go 12 months from now, 24 months from now? I don't know. You got any ideas? I, I do have ideas, but I'll leave them to myself. But it's buzzing, brother. It's definitely buzzing. Tickets are on sale now. AEWTIX.com. Come see the last outlaw in Chicago. See him in Pittsburgh. Or just make plans to see him at Wembley. AEWTIX.com. We got big Montreal shows, too, coming up. That's that's another, you know, as we branch out, we got some Canadian announcements coming. That's what I'm saying. That When, when we kind of look at the calendar, um, gosh, just through the end of the year, it, it's rocking. It's uh, that's why I've got to jump earlier. Got a call today, just kind of looking at uh, second quarter and second, third quarter of next year. It is a, it's a, it is a nonstop business. Twelve months out of the year, pal. A lot of big money moving around too. Uh, speaking of big money, stop sending money to big insurance companies that profit off of not paying your bills. Did you know that forty-eight million claims on Obamacare last year were denied? That's one fifth of claims that are going to get rejected. Do you want to take that chance? Health insurance sucks. It's confusing. It's expensive and it's frustrating, but there is a better way. Welcome to the alternative. Crowd health was created to get rid of the headaches of health insurance for only 175 bucks for an individual or just 575 for a family of four or more. You'll get access to a community of people who are willing to help out in the event of an emergency. You'll also get telemedicine visits, discounted prescriptions, and more. All this without doctors' networks getting in the way. Let Crowd Health help you with your healthcare needs. You can get started today for just $99 per month for the first three months when you use the code WRESTLE to get the healthcare you deserve. Crowd Health is not insurance. Learn more at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com and use the code WRESTLE to get started today for just $99 per month for the first three months. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So our topic today is a big one. You know, your next uh, big AEW pay-per-view is in the New York area. It's going to be uh, world's end and long Island, but we're talking about the beginning of your don't piss me off era. And you too had a match up there in the Northeast, a little building called Madison square garden, where your pal, Sean Waltman at the time, we're using the name X Pac is going to give you a bit of a haircut from Madison square garden. We talked about that in the archives. Go out of your way to check that out. Coming off SummerSlam, though, Raw is taped, and it's even delayed because of the U.S. Open. So your new look actually debuts on Raw Saturday night, six days after the pay-per-view. You're going to cause a DQ on X-Pac and his European title match against D'Lo Brown. But the new hairstyle 
man, you've had those long flowing locks for so long. Just the company's idea, your idea, and you bring it to them. And that's how the hair match becomes a thing or why the need to freshen up the look here. Right. And I don't know what episode we covered, but we covered kind of ins and outs and bits and pieces at the time. But, um, I'll say went back from WCW in October of, of 97. So this is about a year later. And we had done Tennessee Lee, the double J character, the ins and outs. Uh, you know, we, it's well documented when I return, uh, the promo didn't get off on the right foot. So I'll call it about a year. Um, and it was just time for a change in that big, big picture, the double J new generation character, it was very obvious to me and others. It didn't fit in the attitude era. So I had to pivot and figure out what will work. What, you know, what, what's, what's, uh, how, how do I reinvent myself? Uh, I think that's kind of terms been thrown around there, but what extension of my personality is better served during this time. And so a haircut was, I don't say low hanging fruit, but it was definitely a piece of the puzzle to create a new image. But obviously we're not changing my name as in Jeff Jarrett, but go down a different Avenue. So I was, I was, I think it originally was my idea, but I know, uh, Vince and Ed, um, uh, Vince Russo and Ed Farrar, but also McMahon discussions. It was all, yeah, let's put everything on the table and figure it out. And then, you know, all right, if we're going to cut the hair, let's get some mileage out of it. And we kind of went down the road with me and X-Pac, which I absolutely love working with those guys. And at the time, DX, I mean, they were just red hot. Isn't really the word. I mean, super, super, super hot DX was at this time. So I was all for it. What did, uh, what did your wife think of the haircut? All fine with it. Yeah. I mean, again, back to business, whatever you think she wasn't opposed to it at all. Not at all. I'll bring it up because Jerry Lawler actually says with your head shaved, you look like Jill. Uh, you know, brings up that. Sorry about that. I stepped on you. Go ahead. Get that. That's out. Of go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, when I, I, I don't recall that wasn't aware of that. Um, I just don't work. And maybe I was at the time, but I, I don't remember that, but little footnote from the King, right? Yeah. Super fun. <laughs> Uh, later on that same night, you take on Scorpio and, uh, you have him right where you want him before X-Pac runs in for the DQ. And you guys are going to fight through the crowd. Were you expecting on the other side of SummerSlam after the, the hair match that that would be the blow off and you'd move on to a new feud or were you really happy to continue this going with Waltman? No, that, and look, you, you can say in so many ways, yeah, I mean, the business changed so much in the 90s from, you know, you just uh, uh, kind of across the board, the NWO, um, were they really heels? You know, I mean, me and you could give, a, give 10 examples. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin was maybe the picture perfect because kind of up until this point, baby faces were, you know, white tights, white boots, smiling, everything. And Steve was kind of the anti-authority, flip the bird off, flip the boss off. So just kind of the, the business uh, had changed. It was also that we've documented. And, and as we sit here in 2023, <clears throat> you can really look back and, and, and with, with 
clarity and look at the golden age of cable television and the wars, we'll call them nitro uh, technology wasn't where it as is it at today. So some folks literally had two TVs and then the remote and flip back and forth, all that kind of stuff. So the business changed in a lot of ways. And why I say that is most of the time, logical thinking is you build a hair match and that's the blow off. And both opponents kind of go their separate ways for the most part. In a lot of ways, we kind of use this uh, to just, it, it was, it kicked off the story in a lot of ways that he pissed me off. He got my head shaved and I was all for, uh, not just continuing, but take, take this thing to another level. And we're going to get into kind of the repackage because Tennessee, Tennessee Lee, those days were behind me and, uh, Southern justice, uh, cause there was, you know, you, you go back to the attitude era and all the factions, the Bariquas, the DX nation. I mean, we could go on and on. And so the kind of the faction that we were headed down, uh, that I think could have been had it not been for the injury, um, could have been really successful, but you know, fate didn't have it, but I don't get too far in front of the story, but Conrad, I was definitely, I was all in, give me, I work with Sean Waltman every night of the week, but storyline, uh, it was just kind of getting things started. The next week you take on edge on another raw Saturday night. And this time you have Southern justice at ringside with you. Uh, and eventually you uh, grab the guitar, nail edge. That's the DQ. Talk to me about the guitar. I mean, we know that once before, when you were here in the WWF, you nailed Ahmed Johnson with a guitar, but it's going to become a much more regular part of your presentation in this era. Was that also strategic? Like, Hey, I'm going to have gimmick guitars with uh, words on the outside and I'm going to shave my head. I mean, it's a whole new look you're in short tights. And I mean, it's a, it's a totally different presentation. This is all intentional. No. Oh, for sure. And I mean, down to, we were going to shoot vignettes and we did shoot some vignettes, but I, I wore the shirt, the shirt today, uh, in honor of it, Conrad, because as I was reading the notes last night and I said, I think I've got that shirt. I'm going to pull it out. Uh, which was the pivot of my shirt says, don't tick me off. That is the PG version that yeah. the, the action figures had to be and, you know, it was one of those things that as I, as you look back on and you're going, okay, it's an attitude era, but boy, you talk about really softening. It was like maybe the worst thing that you could do, <laughs> if you will, in the attitude era, you know, it's a sensor. It's like, oh, okay. So now you can't say it, but, uh, USA network cable, you could not say piss. So don't piss me off didn't completely pass all the standards and practices, but the vignettes, the guitar, obviously the short hair, the attitude, um, you know, the, the, the catchphrase, all that was a part of the direction we were going that, I mean, right before, right as we were kind of forming all this, I we're going to lose the hair, which I thought was cool to have a hair match in the garden, but that's kind of the launching point to go into vignettes and, attitude and storylines and finishes and everything that went with it. It was the, the new Jeff Jarrett, if you will. Talk to me a little bit about that. Like with the benefit of hindsight, knowing what you know, now, um, it's not advertiser friendly. It's not network friendly. It's not licensee friendly. Would you have not done? Don't piss me off and gone a different direction. I know it's the attitude era. So we like that. 
but at the same time, I'm just wondering, do you think there oh, could have been more money in softening it up? Game set match. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you had this conversation last week. Uh, you want to be right or you want to make money? Yes. <laughs> A wise man from Alabama has taught me that, uh, ingrained it in my brain, the beautiful analogy that you gave of your, uh, that was all fair, by the way. I know. Okay. <laughs> Just saying, you said that like they knew what the hell I was talking about, but oh, uh, well. I, all good. Hey, we're, we're allowed to talk when we're not recording. Jim. I know. The, whole, the whole lesson. And you like, we like to kind of, you yeah. know, life lessons or wrestle lessons or attempt to, we suggest them. We throw them out there. Yeah. Folks. There's a lot of times in life that you can be right. Or you can, it's not just about making money. You can be right, or you can, I don't know. What, what, what's some other words we can put in there as opposed to money? Well, listen, you always say goal alignment. And so sometimes we, we, we get stuck on these little hills we decide we want to die on. But every decision in life brings you one step closer to a goal or one step further away. And you got to think about what that end goal is and not lose your focus along the way. There you go. Sometimes you get so deep in the forest, you can't see the forest for all the trees and you start to make short-term decisions. And in hindsight, don't piss me off. feels like a short-term decision because it does feel like something that would be natural that you would say, and it sounds cool in a promo and it's edgy, but can I put it on an action figure? Yeah. I'm going to want to run a break around me. Is this going to keep me from getting like, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make you more money. It's cool. Oh, but no, that, and, and that is something in the education of, of my own personal, um, standards and practices, uh, like fast forward a year from this time when I went to the slap nuts Yes, and they called me in, in Detroit yep. really early. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let, let's get this out on the table. I, I, is this a concern? They're like, yes, it's a concern. Explain to me, Jeff, what a slap nut is. And I said, okay, it, it's real simple. Once you kind of explain it, it passed their test. I said, okay, this can be monetized. I didn't actually think those words, but I thought, okay, we can use this coming off of, you know, and that was something that Russo didn't think of and Farrar didn't think of. I'm even going to say no one in the creative circle, to my knowledge, threw a red flag. It was... Oh, wait a minute. Maybe a Kevin Dunn or, or maybe somebody told Kevin or USA network. It was, we were already, you know, the toothpaste was out of the tube, so to speak, Conrad. And then you start hear, hearing the licensee. It, it wasn't, I don't think it was completely thought through and I'll take responsibility as my character, but, uh, as a talent, that was a lesson learned for Jeff for sure. Conrad. Well, I think, uh, said differently, it's a difference in playing, seeing the big picture or playing small ball. Yep. And you know, if you're, if you're really focused on what you're doing and what's best for your character and, and we really double down on that, then hell yeah, don't piss me off works. But if we can step back a little bit, see the macro vision, maybe we could have softened it up. Maybe it would have made more money and made more sense and been better for the overall brand, but it is what it is. It was the attitude era and when in Rome. So. Yep. You're on heat. You're going to be taking on X-Pac in a lumberjack match. It breaks down. 
to where it's really X-Pac and the outlaws against you and Southern justice road dogs going to get the guitar and hit Dennis Knight, And the brawl is on while the referee's distracted. Canterbury hits X-Pac with a pump handle power slam. You get the power, uh, the, the pinfall win. Did you think, I mean, clearly you're pals with Waltman and I mean, we know you're an honorary member of the click and you're clearly you're tight with road dog. Did you like the idea seeing how hot they were of, of your group feuding with uh, a six man from DX? And look, you can probably Google this. I'm not exactly sure where the tag titles were at at this time, but when you kind of look at six man opportunities, um, it, it, it fit, um, we'll call them the Godwins, but yes. you know, they, they were coming off that run and in, and, and the six of us, look, we were all buddies and friends and actually, you know, lots of us traveled together and everything that goes in with that. Uh, but, um, we thought from a business perspective, yeah, we, this, this thing has some legs, we can go somewhere with it. Uh, you know, and we did little, not just TV, we did some angles and I think we're going to get to, uh, me and Sean were kind of the catalyst to, to the, to the, to the story and getting the thing up and running. And that was a, another thing that I kind of look back on from the attitude era and outside of probably Steve stone cold taker. I'm trying to think on the baby face side outside of those two, those were the, really the, I'll call it the long-term storylines everybody else was almost a month to month deal. So it was, it was really ebb and flow pretty quick, you, you know? So we thought the six man, we may get two months. We even may get three months out of this if we do it right. Cause of the six of us. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what you're going to be doing next uh, on raw. The next night, it's a singles match with you and road dog. Billy gun winds up hitting night with the guitar at ringside, but you grab a shard of that guitar and slam it down on the road dog's throat and you get the pin. And the story here is that you've taken away road dog's voice. And of course the fans are really loving his big, uh, rap on the way to ring. And of course the thing that's not touched on is y'all's history together. And I wonder why there, there wasn't more made of that, the whole roadie thing. And he was really singing for you and you're taking his voice that feels intentional that perhaps Russo or maybe McMahon just didn't want to acknowledge that. Is that because of who or how hot the new age outlaws were, or you're trying to stand off from that old world's greatest singer character, or why was that decided that we wouldn't even really address that history with you two? You know, and that's philosophy and you can kind of see it in anybody who ultimately is the, the executive producer, the double J character, that ship had sailed period. And Road Dog, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, was his today character. It certainly wasn't the roadie. So any linkage of the past, a lot like it's no different than many, many times, you know, uh, you would never mention a guy from WCW's past. I mean, I think there's a lot of discussion when Flair went up there. You ju you just, you don't mention a guy's past. It's only, um, I don't call it in sound bites, but it's only like in the present the story that's going on today, don't go too far back. Matter of fact, don't go back at all. But th there, that was definitely a conscious decision. We're not going back into the double J roadie history here. It's reported around this time, or it's not reported, but around this time is when that, that documentary came out, Bret Hart's wrestling with shadows. 
It was a phenomenal documentary. I really enjoyed it. Did you ever watch this? You're a wrestling junkie. But. I did. Back, back. I mean, it's been years, but I did. Uh, I did watch it. What'd you think? Fascinating. You know, um, just fascinating. I'm, uh, you know, you, you kind of look at things and there's so much content out there, but like Tales of the Territory. Um, I love those. And, you know, there's reenactments in those guys and Evan do a, a different deal. But th this was, this was, think of the timing that they had for the cameras to be rolling on on brett's life or you know during all this it's the reason so many people thought it was a work yes there you go there you go around that same time there's another documentary that's going to be uh produced it's being shot backstage around wwf events beyond the mat do you remember uh, those cameras being backstage was that uncomfortable or unusual for you I do. And, and whatever that show was out in California with all the chair shots and mixed family Royal rumble. Yeah. But, uh, I'm, I, was it Anaheim? I'm not even sure what, yeah. it, what venue it was, but, um, that yes. Uh, Blaustein, uh, he was the, the EP of this, correct? I think. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Um, uh, another, um, you know, it, it's, it's something that, the Hollywood types, and I don't, I say that respectfully, you know, they, they have a different viewpoint on it, but fascinating as well. But that, that was, um, I can see how some people thought that was really controversial with mixed kids and everything that went with that, but funk rock, uh, several folks, but yeah, I remember both of them. Well. On Sunday Night Heat, you get to team up with a couple of members of the nation. It's Owen Hart and D'Lo Brown with you creating a six-man against Triple H, Billy Gunn, and X-Pac. Mark Canterbury is going to come in and give X-Pac the pump handle slam. D'Lo hits the lowdown, and that's the win. I think this is the first time you teamed with Owen on WWF TV. Does that sound right to you? So, you know, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I think. But, um, you know, back in... Well, j just uh, again, how the business has evolved when Sunday night heat was, uh, became a reality and, and, you know, nowadays it's, there's so much content out there, you know, raw SmackDown and NXT, we have an AEW dynamite rampage and collision, but you know, our rampage is our one hour, but the Sunday night heat was the hour before pay-per-views, but it was on every Sunday night, but it was on MTV and MTV during this time had just a completely different place on the dial and in society, uh, maybe better said in pop culture, it was a really big deal. Um, it, it just, I don't know why I bring that up, but, but you know, kind of thinking things, think what reading the notes, I, I'm thinking, you know, I wonder if today's, I wonder if the My World audience of today, and yes, a lot of them are, are, are fans of that, that go way back, but just when Sunday night, Conrad, do you remember when it premiered? Were you yeah, watching it? Was a huge deal. Yeah, okay. I just, I don't know if I'm doing it justice, but it was a big deal for, uh, again, we're on USA Network. So for Heat to go into the Viacom family is a big deal. We should also mention that uh, this is the same match where you're doing this six man where Hunter hurts his knee and requires surgery. He winds up being stripped of the intercontinental title. Do you remember the match where Hunter got injured here? There's a couple of things in today's notes. This being the, the I, uh, Lawler was the first one. Don't remember this. 
don't remember uh, Paul Paul hurting his knee. They have zero recollection of him hurting it in the match. So I don't think it was a, a big deal that where the match had to stop. He heard it and kept going. So you've wrestled X-Pac at SummerSlam. Now we're doing tag matches. You're going to hurt Road Dog. Now that's in, in storyline, of course. During a six-man, Hunter gets actually hurt. Now you're wrestling Billy one-on-one on Raw. He gets the win, and that sets up a six-man at the next In Your House, which is the breakdown pay-per-view. So it's X-Pac and the Outlaws taking on you and Southern Justice. And it's reported at the time that Canterbury still hurt working with a hurt neck. I think he first hurt that, or maybe most famously hurt that with that doomsday device with LOD. Um, what'd you think of, of the, the pairing, a six man opportunity? I mean, I know you love working against DX, but you, for lack of a better word, teaming with the Godwins. Did you like that presentation as a six man? I thought we had a lot of legs The you know, the Godwins were, they were later than double J, but they were still that new generation era period. It was, they were farmers. There was truck drivers and there's garbage men and there's hockey players and there's plumbers, you know, all that. So the Godwins w- was in the past, uh, but the Southern justice and th- that's really who those are guy, but both guys from the South, um, both love to fight. I thought our package was a good presentation, especially opposite of the ring of DX, the cool hip, uh, anti-establishment faction that were super over. So yeah, I, I, I thought this program had legs to get somewhere. I'm not any saying record breaking program, but I thought it could advance both sides. Um, injuries didn't have it in the cards. We know that, uh, you're going to have another chair shot here in this match on pay-per-view breakdown. You're going to hit Waltman in the face with the, uh, the guitar, and he's going to sell it. Like he's got, uh, a splinter piece of that, a shard in the eye. Uh, and that allows the pin Meltzer gives it a star and three quarters. Um, what'd you think of the guitar becoming more of a regular part of your presentation? It, It felt like once upon a time. You know, like when he first hit Ahmed with it, it was like a really big deal. You didn't do this all the time, but it is starting to become more commonplace. And sometimes, you know, people say, oh, that's too much of the good stuff. Less is more. Yep. But I really enjoyed the guitar every time. It was always a pop every time. Did you feel that way about it? Or did you think you were overdoing it? So I mentally played this gymnastics game over and over and over. But it's like a table, a ladder, a chair that the first time, but it's like anything. I mean, you kind of look on the evolution of the business. Oh my gosh. I can't believe they did a DDT one in a match. I can't believe they did a, a super kick. Like they did that twice in a match and I'm going way, way back now it's not just a high spot, it's a transition. So the, I would go back and forth saying, oh, we're using the guitar too much. And then I'd go, no. And, you know, Dutch's old analogy to me, Jeff, it's not enough. It's not, you know, it's not, an, you know, it's, it's not too much. It's not enough. So it's the balance of it and the timing of it and everything that goes with it. But I, I'm kind of like you that um, it, it, and I don't want to say it gets a reaction because 
you can get a reaction easily, but placed at the right time. And I'm not saying you can't use it every match. It's just placement. It's timing. It's also a guy, how a guy swings it and everything goes with it. But no, I enjoyed it being added to the presentation uh, in so many ways. Yes. Well, something you're going to enjoy being added to the presentation this year is a great gift that you get to give during the holiday season. Of course, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Christmas will be here before you know it. And there's going to be folks in your life who are hard to buy for. I got a little life hack for you. I'm talking about miracle made miracle made is going to allow you to give the best gift possible. The gift of sleep. Yeah. Everybody needs better sleep. Well, one of the ways you can do it is with these miracle made sheets. They're silver infused. They've actually been inspired by NASA and that silver infusion almost acts as like a thermoregulator. How many of us have had trouble sleeping because we got too hot or too cold? When we have our ideal sleep temperature, we just sleep better, less interrupted sleep, deeper sleep, more consistent sleep, more prolonged sleep. That's what miracle made can do for you. Not only that, it's also cleaner than your sheets. I'm going to gross you out here. Did you know there could be more bacteria on your sheets than there are on your toilet seat? That's real. And it's the reason so many of us wake up with stuffy noses or acne or breakouts. We're sleeping on bacteria on those sheets that then clog our pores. But you don't have to do that with miracle made because again, they're silver infused, right? Well, that kills like 99.7% of the bacterial growth. It's going to leave these sheets to stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than just regular bed sheets. But there's nothing regular about these. These are luxurious, like something you'd see in a five-star hotel, but now it's in your house and it's going to keep you cool. It's going to let you get that great sleep and it's going to keep you cleaner. No more gross odors. You don't have to wash the sheets as often. And oh, how about this? These come with three free towels. So you get two gifts in one, just in time for the holidays. And who doesn't want the gift of better sleep? Go right now to trymiraclecom slash my world to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo code, my world at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. So upgrade your sleep with miracle made go right now to try miracle.com slash my world and use the code my world to claim your free three piece towel set and save over 40% off again. That's try miracle.com slash my world to treat yourself a friend or a loved one this holiday season. So Jeff, let's get back to it. It's reported the next night that the original plan was for Southern justice to defeat the new age outlaws for the tag titles. But I guess the office isn't convinced that Canterbury's not going to need time off because his neck's been bad. So they pivot and they have Road Dog use the guitar all night, and that gets the uh, the finish the DQ. But man, you were right there. The Godwins could have been tag champs. One more. <laughs> oh, Henry and uh, Phineas, right? Phineas, yeah. Hog, uh, and Pig. <laughs> Boy, yeah. is that straight out of New Generation era? Hog, Henry, Oh Godwin, and Phineas. Something God yeah. went, yeah, hog and pig. Anyway, so they were you, Go ahead, keep rolling. You wound up being part of the first ever six way elimination match in WWF history. First one ever. Think about that. Winner of this gets the European title shot. Of course, in Ring of Honor, a handful of years later, the old six pack would just become a normal thing. 
but you versus Mark Merrow versus Gangrel versus D'Lo Brown versus Darren Drosdahl versus Edge. There's a word I've heard associated with matches with this many people associated with it, and it's an ugly word. Starts with the C. Ends in fuck. Ends in K. Uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> Cluster fuck Jones is what this is known as. How complicated and convoluted is a six-person singles match, an elimination match like this? It thing? all depends on the QB. Okay. Uh, little, little little inside baseball, but no. In the TNA days, um, especially on the two-hour pay-per-views, and not th- just that, um, it's it's a incredible way to start a show because you kind of showcase many showcases, athleticism, uh, and it also gives your announcers time to kind of um, because, you know, unless it's for an X division title or something along those lines, maybe a number one contenders, you're calling moves, not so much a story and you can call, uh, moves and your color commentator or your play by play can steer the ship of what's coming up later in the night. What are we looking for? What's the story that needs to be told? So to answer your question though, it all depends on kind of the QB of the match and the pacing and the experience. And, and, and the styles, when I read the first ever six way match, draws, marrow, Gangrel, myself, uh, I'm, 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 list, I'm missing two more, but I, I just got to say, I'm, I'm not sure that that was the best six participants to be in a six way. It just uh, feels like it's really random. You know how we used to scary. say that things were drawn out at random. That's what this feels like. Like. As I was listening, and I'm like, this sounds like the setup for a joke. Like, so, so Double J, Mark Merrill, Gangrel, D'Lo, draws an edge, walk into a bar, right? That sounds like the setup for a joke. Is there a finish for the who wins the match? Not you, want, you wind up brawl, getting counted out with draws. So what was the finish? I don't fucking know. And what was the stakes? It's not even in our notes, which well, tells you it was. European title shot. Winner gets a European title shot. But at this point, who cares about the European title? Well, and that's those anyway. We're, we're playing armchair quarterback, but you're right. It, Nobody cared about the European title. <laughs> like when Davey had it, that was cool. When he lost it, it wasn't cool anymore. Oh, you're you calling it not cool when I held it? I held the no. IC and the damn you, Conrad. I like when you hold the Intercontinental title. Six time okay. assistant manager. <laughs> uh, this is the era where LOD is involved in an angle where D- Draws is essentially trying to push Hawk out of the Legion of Doom. And they're having Hawk act like he's drunk or stoned. This is attitude era stuff that if we had it to do over again, we might not. And that makes me think of another decision that I wanted to ask you about. Oh boy. This episode of Monday night raw, we see Owen Hart hit Dan Severin with a tombstone pile driver and they play it like Severin is paralyzed here. Now, of course we all recall back in 1997 at survivor series, Owen accidentally Drop Steve Austin on his head, and it was a scary sight. And I know Austin had a lot of hurt feelings about it. And now, fast forward, we're going to try to recreate that with Dan Severn. How do you think Owen felt about that? This feels like, I don't know, something you're not supposed to do in wrestling, especially when it's with a top guy like Stone Cold. And we know how uh, he felt about Owen at the time. Talk to me about this. Well, I wish I like, like the best person for you to ask would be Vince Russo or Ed Farrar because my gut tells me, and I don't have any, uh, validation whatsoever of this is that just what you said is like 
this is we shouldn't be doing this. And you, I think you ended your sentence there. It started a new sentence, and it's like, okay, that's why they did it, probably. Um, what another one of those things that I have zero recollection on? I don't understand Owen and Dan Severn. Did they ever work even a one month pay per view storyline? Like, was this a throwaway? Was it? I, I don't know what, like, what's the upside? What, why would we want to bring this up? Or were we getting well, going ready for Stone Cold? Nope. I, you know, I've been working with Ken Shamrock. And so they did the lion's den and all that stuff. And Dan Severin was a referee. So it was the MMA component. Okay. Owen and Shamrock, right? I don't think they were ever going to have Owen try to work with Austin. I think if Owen had a list of people he wouldn't work with, you and him would have been probably one A and one B. If Austin had a list, that's I think, what I meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm one A, Owen one B, or or vice versa. <laughs> okay, right? Like I think if it was up to him, he'd just come in, hit you both with stunners, strut ass back, get in the truck, drink beer, out. come back down, stun you again. That's it. <laughs> he was he was doing a lot of that in this era, and by the way, he could do no wrong. So we're not being critical of it. As a matter of fact, this is the episode where he drove the Zamboni machine. I mean, I think that's the first that's and maybe last Zamboni in the history of wrestling, right there. Just classic, you know. Um, on the one hand, we're 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 throwing a sh little shade on Russo with the the Dries Hawk storyline and and maybe the uh, Owen dropping Severn on his head storyline. Then you kind of flip it and Zamboni like stuff. It just fit on so many levels. You know that that image says a lot right there. Yes. That, that, Steve raising hell, drinking beer, but you know, you can see by the logo on the side of Zamboni, I think that's the Detroit hockey team. But you know, so when you see uh, a Zamboni come out during a wrestling show, there's definitely uh Detroit hockey fans in the in this arena. It just it it fits and man, what a defined character he was. I mean, you knew exactly what Stone Cold Steve Austin, the character. Uh, you, you could describe him in an elevator pitch and easily 30 seconds or less. Let's talk about Mon uh, Sunday night heat. You get to go one-on-one -on -one with the great one. And this is prior to survivor series. So this is before he's won the world title, right? He's, before, the, he's the new budding baby face. He's going by the rock stone cold is on commentary for the match. You're there to take the people's elbow, which has just started to get over. Dennis Knight's going to save you and you get disqualified. You're getting to be in the ring with a guy who cut his teeth down in USWA. I mean, his, he's got deep roots in wrestling, just like you do. I'm just curious, like at the time, did you feel like this is going to be one of the top guys? Like when you're in the ring with him, I'm sure you can tell the difference between, Hey man, this guy's got it, whatever it may be. And this guy doesn't, did you feel like he had it here for sure? I yeah. mean, and, you know, it's easy for me to say now, but even at this stage, I can remember just, he was over on his way to being mega over, but he was certainly like, he'll probably won't even remember this, but I do remember us kind of going over our match, which was a short TV match. But when you step up to a guy or get over in the corner with a guy and you've got, you know, what, like a five minute TV match that, that, uh, how are we? if you can kind of put together a TV match in 10 minutes or whatever it may be, that says a lot 
just that in and of itself that you go, okay, because this guy has this move over, over, and over, and I'll throw in a translate transition in here, 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 and this will be my heat spot, and we'll do some simple little things and a quick comeback, which is an identifiable established comeback, and we'll do the people's elbow and Steve's over on commentary. Like, when you can just kind of easily lay something out in a five-minute deal, that also kind of speaks not only to the professionalism or uh, the ability to kind of mesh styles, but also if a guy's over, you don't have to overthink anything. Things just easily come out. Um, I, I remember, I, I specifically remember that about this match. I'm like, okay, that was easy to put together. Let's go do it. Afterwards, Austin stuns you and Knight, and uh, the show ends with Rock and Austin doing a stare down. Maybe it's a sign of things to come. Canterbury is going to be out injured, so you're going to replace him to tag up with Dennis Knight in a tag team title match. You guys do nine house shows together in early October versus the New Age Outlaws. You're losing every single night. The Outlaws are over like Rover. You're going to wrestle Al Snow on Raw, and it's really more of a backdrop for a story between you. Commissioner Slaughter and Al Slaughter's going to shake the ropes while snow is on the top rope and the referee disqualifies you. Do you think with the benefit of hindsight, or did you think at the time that Mark Canterbury being hurt sort of derailed your singles plans when you get put into a tag team with Dennis Knight? Conrad, I hate to say this because it's like, oh, I knew it. We knew it. Me and Dennis knew it. Yeah. It was unfortunate, but like, okay. He's not like going to be fresh as a daisy tomorrow. Um, and, and, you know, I'll call it the don't miss me off character or, or, or getting up and running. It, it puts you back into limbo. It literally, and look, nobody's fault. It's not like love Mark uh, to this day is, you know, you, you don't, it's just one of those things that you go, okay, we got to pivot. But when you don't really know the direction, I, we don't, we don't know. It, it was, it was unfortunate. It was one of those things when I look back on my, over my entire career, you just kind of look at different things. This 97 to 99 run, um, just, I can't say it wasn't meant to be because no regrets. Everything was supposed to happen exactly like it happened. But um, this was definitely a situation with him being out it just kind of put us on ice and I knew it. I, I, I for sure knew it at the time. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, Sunday night heat. You're going to be wrestling road dog again, Jim Cornette's on commentary here. So he does bring up your background between the two of you, but when it's all said and done, road dog kills you with a guitar shot. <laughs> We've talked about how you've, uh, accidentally busted a few folks open with those guitar shots. Who was stiffer with the guitar? You or road dog? Oh, road dog. My goodness, no. <laughs> but bat speed, you got to swing them. Got to swing it hard or it don't work. But uh, Road Dog wasn't afraid to swing it. <laughs> with Hunter out with a knee injury, now we've got to have a tournament to uh, find a way to crown a new champion because the Intercontinental title is vacant. You find yourself in the first round taking on X-Pac again. You're wrestling him a lot in this era. When you think of just guys you had chemistry with where does he rank on your list right at the very top um for and look everybody's kind of for di different reasons um 
you know, me and Sean, um, I, you know, Sean Razor. Um, I mean, me and Kev had good, good chemistry. Um, but Kurt, um, you know, different, th- different guys that I worked with quite a bit, but I- I'll say this during the attitude era, obviously business was red hot, but me and Sean could have a five minute match, a 15 minute match or a 25 minute match. That's when you kind of think things chemistry wise with very little discussion. Um, he knew me and I knew him. I think it kind of goes down to that simple. Obviously, you got to trust one another. But um, his offense uh, was so defined. Um, Bronco Buster and spin kicks and uh, just everything that he did. Um, and again, you know, you it, it, as of, I've said the last, I don't know, two to three to four or five years, you you hear Sean getting a few more flowers than, than the recognize. And it's because... He was just damn good at what he, what he does really good. It's really exciting to think about, you know, the momentum you had, but it feels like it just comes grinding to a halt in this match. You go to the floor, you grab your guitar case. So we're expecting you to pull your guitar out and crush somebody. Instead, Al Snow's head is in there. (laughs) And while you're shocked, X-Pac rolls you up and gets the win. Snow's going to come out, take head and he leaves. So it's guitar versus head. And, uh, you're not really announced as taking on anyone at the upcoming judgment day pay-per-view, but you find yourself working the pre-show with Scorpio again, but this time Al snow and head provide the distraction. You're going to interrupt, uh, snow's match on the pay-per-view with Mark Merrow, but you're sent away. And that's that. That feels like the, the closing of a bit of a chapter because the next night on raw, two major things happen. Deborah debuts and the blue blazer makes his appearance during your match with Steve Blackman. So this feels a little bit like a roller coaster at this point, you know, let, Hey, we got a, a, as Bruce would call it a fresh paint of coat. We got new gear. We got new tights. We got the guitar. It's a whole new presentation. All right. Now we're with the six man. We're working against DX. We got some cool momentum. Canterbury goes down. Kind of in a tag team, maybe lost in the shuffle. Respectfully, working with Al Snow, head versus guitar. This is not what you were hoping for. I mean, you had uh, DX is one of the hottest acts in the entire country. And it feels like you're bouncing around a little bit. But when you show up to TV the next day and you find out you got Deborah, tell me about that. So I want to put a little button on the, the head situation because I can remember going to Russo and saying, hey, man, Maybe there is something here, head versus guitar, kind of what you said. And there was a time there, you know, Ed, um, Al's music would hit. He'd come through with the head, and it was just wacky enough for the Attitude Era. It it had momentum. It had traction. Um, but Vince would say, yeah, there's something there, but I, I'm not sure it's going to go anywhere, but it's good TV content. I'm like, well, has it been pitched? No, it hadn't really been pitched. Okay, well, why don't we figure out something pitch, you know, and, and, but, you know, I actually come to find out that, uh, again, you just, you don't know what goes on. And then I guess apparently Deborah or her representatives or whoever it was had been trying to get in. And I found out, I think the day before that, hey, we're going to debut you with Deborah tomorrow. I'm like, okay, what's that look like? I don't know. We're we're just going to, I'm like, 
well, what's the story? He goes, business associates, she's going to be dressed in business attire. And I'm like, okay. And because they said, well, you know, you had Tennessee Lee and, and that was, you know, your, your music manager and you've done roadie. And so now we're going to have you with a female, you know, like a business manager. I'm like, okay, but what kind of, what, what is she managing in the don't piss me off character? He didn't really have an answer, but I'm saying, okay, attitude era. Let's see where this goes. But at the same time, like you just said, now they're going to, because the blue blazer story originally was exactly kind of the alter ego of Owen that a superhero doesn't like anything about the attitude era that didn't like the cussing, didn't like the, you know, degradation of women. He, he was the anti attitude era character, but they debuted at the same time. It was a little bit like, I, where are we going this? Are we trying to put 10 pounds uh, in a five pound bag? But anyway, just kind of rolled with it off to the races. We went on that Monday. what do you think of the transition for Owen with, with the blue blazer deal? Yeah, like just kind of what I said that, okay, um, there was, so let me ask you, you're in Huntsville in 1998, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure Casio, you buds during these times. No, no. Uh, anyway, so your, your buddies that were watching the attitude era, wasn't it almost a constant occurrence? Like, I can't believe they did that on TV. Yes. Every week. Yeah, I mean, just about like, can you believe they did that? But, you know, on the other channel, it was Hogan Hall and Nash had been there a year and a half. You know, it was the WWF invading the WCW and you had the cruiserweights and yeah, you know, it just both programs were hot, not exactly for the same reason, but you still were like, wow, wrestling is hot. But the attitude era was the oddities, the stone cold doing stuff, um, undertaker and, and it got demonic. And I mean, we could come up the Val Venus character. I mean, there was shock TV after shock TV after shock TV. Well, obviously Owen second generation, Brett as well. Th there were things that were on TV that were like, Hey man, that's just pushing the envelope too far. That's uncomfortable. That, that ain't, you know, I, I, I don't like where the business is going. And I'm not saying Owen had the, old timer mentality, but there were certain things. So the blue blazer was an extension of Owen's real personality. I feel comfortable in saying that he is the anti attitude air character. And that's what the blue blazer to my understanding was the, the, the real heartbeat of that character. This episode where, you know, the blue blazers brushing up against you and, and Deborah's paired with you is probably most well known for one of those things you were talking about. Like, I can't believe they're doing this. They had Steve Austin take McMahon hostage with a gun yeah, <laughs> and he pulled the trigger and it says bang and Vince pees his pants. I mean, listen, I know that we, you know, we were just cheering when he did the Zamboni, but sort of like we talked about before at the top of the program about with the benefit of hindsight, would you have adjusted the don't piss me off to don't take me off a gun on TV and wrestling? I don't know. What's a, well, I'm going to sound like our old uncle Dave Meltzer. You just kind of look like Jerry Lawler said some things on live Memphis TV in the late seventies, early eighties 
that my old man swore, Jerry, we're going to get canceled. We're going to be taken off TV. You know, j just things that were way, way off color and off base. And so, you know, it, it's happened with every generation. I mean, as, as sports entertainment as it really was, the Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter banding together during the Gulf War rubbed a lot of folks the wrong way. And by that time, we're seven, eight years into Hulkamania that the whole world knows it's sports entertainment. Well, all of a sudden it's, you know, you can do movies of this and television shows of this, but by God, don't let professional wrestling touch on a real life situation. It, it, but, it, you know, it, because of wrestling is that hybrid uh, form of entertainment, Stone Cold pulling a gun on his boss who was legitimately his boss, rubbed some people like, man, that was distasteful. But they paid it off with him peeing in his pants. Obviously entertainment. But again, it's just kind of that uniqueness of wrestling that, oh, they shouldn't have done that on there. Really? <laughs> you do movies all the time. It just, anyway, it's the uniqueness of our industry. Did you have an issue with the scantily clad women on the show? The, the, I always kind of drilled down and I had some, I'll say this, I had some conversations with some of my uh, people that I went to church with and that they were offended on some of the things. And I would have conversations and saying, I understand completely. And, and, and again, I don't, I don't know the specific rating at the time and, and everything that goes with it. And you're getting into FCC and blah, 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 but also have always gone into the mindset of if you don't want to watch it, nobody's pardoned upon holding a gun to your head. Like they did Vince. <laughs> yeah. But you know, nobody's making you watch it. So just turn the channel and never come back. No, that goes with it's, it's, you know, oh boy, I could give so many examples of that. But if you don't like it, just quit watching. Well, I'll tell you this, I'm going to be changing the channel a lot this week because we've got NFL all week. It's Thanksgiving. There's so much to be thankful for family, friends, food, and NFL all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just five bucks on NFL action and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. And I got to tell you, as we're taking a look at some of the betting lines this weekend, mm. like there's so many fun games this weekend, Jeff, and, and we're not here to give advice on that sort of thing. But as I'm taking a look and I see my Eagles are playing the Chiefs, and, and, I, and, and that happened this past week. But I know that coming up this weekend, we get started on Thanksgiving. We got the Packers and the lions. The lions are a seven and a half point underdog or seven and a half point favorite. You got to think they're going to cover. I would the commanders Lord bless them. The Cowboys are their opponent. The Cowboys are looking like they're headed to deep into the playoff territory. See what they can do. They're minus 11 over on DraftKings. How about the 49ers minus seven against the Seahawks? You got three real Super Bowl contenders playing 
on Thanksgiving with Detroit, the Cowboys and the 49ers. And by the way, there's games on, on Friday. You mentioned it earlier, the dolphins and the jets they're playing this Friday. And of course the whole host of games on Saturday or on Sunday, rather there's something for everybody. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use the code, my world, new customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL with the code, my world, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling problem by calling 888-789-7777 or visiting ccp.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Conrad? Yes, sir. Almost rarely do I do this, but it's the holiday week, and I want folks to have a little fun because there is nothing like having a little fun. Me and some buddies did this the last couple of weekends. Conrad, I mean, Marcus put the graphic back up there. Folks, if you're driving and listening to this, pull over. If you're sitting at your desk, um, just pick your phone up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app. Now, specifically, use the code MYWORLD. Yes, because it's his ad on here and it's good for the ad-free family. Use the code word, uh, the code word uh, my world. But you want to have some fun during the holiday weekend. Get on this app. Pick you a few games. You get the bonus. And Conrad went through all that. But uh, when I tell you, I've had more fun over the last couple of weeks talking trash. Not that I would ever talk trash, but you got football Thursday, Friday. Great games on Saturday. Great games on Sunday. Use the code MYWORLD, folks. I'm telling you, pull over, download it right now at your desk, download it. If you're at work, you're out blowing leaves, download the code MYWORLD. I'm telling you, you will have a blast, and uh, <clears throat> we're being good sponsors because DraftKings is good to us. The next time you're on TV, you're going to be taking on Golga. That's the the John Tent uh, that we know and loved as Earthquake. I love working with him. Now we've put him under a mask and a Cartman teacher and he's on Sunday night. He and the insane clown posse's there. Your life is crazy, Jeff. <laughs> and you really think about it on commentary. Michael Cole and Jim Cornette are speculating. They don't know about your relationship with Deborah. What is the relationship with you and Deborah? They're wondering And this our opponent here, you said you loved working with him. The real life, John Tit Golga. Not that long ago was headlining pay-per-views with Hulk Hogan. And now he's got this goofy leather mask on with lumps in the head and a Cartman t-shirt. Woo. You get the win when Deborah throws the Cartman doll. That's real. Mm -hmm. And you hit him with a move that would be called the stroke in WCW. what do you think of that finish? And why was it time to do something a little different here? Um, so I don't know if what, who the agents were. Um, and I didn't want to use the figure four. I didn't feel like it really fit in, um, 
the attitude era and the submission and everything. And for about, I don't know, maybe a month prior to this, maybe a, a little longer than that. Um, I'd begin to talk with a couple of the agents or a couple of, I think me, Dennis, um, and Tex and maybe road dog just, I, I wanted to come up with something different and there are different things. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to just use a reverse. It kind of do that. But I think John was my first big, good win, big win. And yeah, when I think for those who don't know, Golga was formerly known as earthquake. But when you really know the history of John Tenta in Japan, um, a legit former sumo wrestler, but uh, I mean, a uh, big dude, what a freaking athlete. Um, very agile. People wouldn't really know how good of an athlete he was if you know him as a member of the oddities. But uh, sweetheart of a guy. Always had fun with him. Sometimes in catering, we'd sit and talk. But, um, yeah, that was when I think the, the stroke uh, was first uh, used. And that kind of um, on-screen relationship that Ross and – and uh, Michael Cole and, you know, Russo and Ed, they they wanted to really keep it high level, which I, it was a little bit like mysterious because it was, what is this? What, why, what is she? You know, she's his business manager, but business manager of what? It was undefined, but I don't think in this case it was necessarily a bad thing. Do you think the thinking was, hey, uh, whenever we put a good looking lady on TV, it's good for ratings and that adds something to your presentation to have one of those on your arm. I mean, is that it from Russo from a 30,000 viewpoint? Absolutely. He wanted to get females out. I can't say every segment. That's a little much, but loaded up, loaded up for sure in different roles. Yes. It's announced that we're going to have a 16 man tournament at survivor series to crown a new champion. It's also announced that Jesse Ventura is the governor of Minnesota. You find yourself working with Val Venus on Sunday night heat. You've got Deborah with you. So you can imagine what the focus is on there. Governor, do, you get- quick, do you remember where you were at when you found out Jesse won the governorship? I don't remember where I was at, but yeah, I remember it being a big deal. I actually went out of my way to get a copy of that, uh, their local paper just so I could have it. Cause it felt like, wow, this is a big deal. I was in Dallas. I, I mean, it just got back to the hotel room. TV and I'm just like, because Jesse and my father, you know, t- territories and backstory and and I love Jesse and Vince as a color commentator as as a team. Saturday night's main event. I I just I thought that duo was it took the presentation to another level. This is in my big time high school fandom, if you will. And look, I know the WCW, but when he became the governor. Yeah. It's a big deal. It just shocked me like, wow, that's, that's what a fascinating dude. But anyway, go ahead. You get the win over Val when Terry Reynolds gets involved with Deborah and the next night on raw, you take on Val again. It starts to feel like from the outside, you're kind of in neutral and through late October and into November, you're unsuccessfully challenging X-Pac and European title matches. You're even working house shows like in Madison square garden on October 25th. But then on like November 7th and 8th, you're doing double shots in Canada, guitar on a pole matches in the afternoon on the evening shows, you're beating edge and singles competition. Did you feel like 
you were going somewhere? Were you happy? Did it feel like you were treading water? What do you remember thinking at the time? You know, I was going to request the houses on all these shows or some of them, but I didn't. I'm like, I ain't going to bug uh, Derek with this. Business was red hot. I mean, it, it, that's all I was going to point out. I know it was hot. It, the 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 payoffs were great. The business was hot. And, and when you pull back and look, it was, like I said earlier, during this time frame, yeah, you can say, and I know it's my podcast and my world, and we're talking about where I was at, but there were so many guys that I don't want to call us in limbo or floating, but it was, like I said, it was the Stone Cold storyline, the Undertaker storyline, maybe getting into a DX storyline, but not much more than that. Everything else was a, a pretty big rotation on a monthly uh basis going in from month to month pay-per-views it was really and i think things stayed in a lot of ways fresh and they didn't burn too but everybody had a little something going on but it wasn't layer by layer by layer deep in in stories uh it was a total sellout madison square garden Eighteen thousand eighty-six people Fifteen thousand two hundred twenty-six of them uh were paying customers that was october 25th the other shows that we mentioned though, included some double shots where we had afternoon shows. How about a matinee show at the sky dome with 16,000 people there. And then, and then that night we'll go over to Buffalo. We'll sell it out and have 18,000 people there. Think the next day we'll do a little day. afternoon in, in, in Montreal, 9,200 there that night in Ontario, 7,400 there. I mean, on the way to survivor series, you guys are just putting up numbers i mean think about that a matinee show at the sky dome house show yeah non-televised event that's that i mean so look we could sit here and dissect it and have make fun you know we mean you could make fun of where i was at from ping pong and this and that the reality is a lot of us outside of the top two storylines that was the business model at the time Everybody had different characters um, by design. You know, Vince McMahon, Russo, Farrar, they didn't do a lot of finishes in, you know, short four to six TV minute matches with DQs or maybe a quick finish and then a little bit story afterwards. That was just the business model at the time. It's reported in the Observer that you were shooting vignettes with Deborah. Did you do that? What were they? That, that was the don't piss me off. Um, at first, they were going to do them just with me. So this, and I know in the notes, but I, I feel like we shot these maybe September, but they didn't air till middle of October. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we shot them not long after. The switch. Say, uh, yes. I would say within two weeks of the haircut. And then again, that's what I'm saying is it was just, we're going to start dropping these in and defining the character. There wasn't a rush, obviously, to, to get things up and, you know, let things evolve. And that was a Vince deal. He still always had the patience and the mindset. And that's when you kind of look back on, on Vince's entire history from a creative perspective. He's, in a lot of ways, got more patience than anybody. And he builds and builds and builds. It's written in the Observer that they were considering doing a program with Deborah and Sable. I know that you weren't always a newsletter subscriber. Once upon a time, you paid attention to it and then you decided not to. But I am curious 
if you heard about that, would you have felt like, oh, that is exactly what I don't want? Like, respectfully, the the valet is supposed to be behind you. They're a part of your act. But when they're out front and you might be behind her, I would imagine you're like, wait a minute, that that's not good for me, right? Not necessarily. Okay. The reason being is Deborah's not a wrestler. She can't have a match. Well, there you go. Somebody's going to, and neither is Sable. Somebody. Sable was wrestling then. But I mean, we wouldn't. I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I got you. I know. You can, can turn Sable into a wrestler. Or you can certainly might not try to do that whatever. Yes, but I was also well aware of the Attitude Era and the product being created, produced, and monetized in a big way. I, I wasn't fighting City Hall trying to. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that mindset. So the next day on Raw, you're going to say that you have a, a match on Saturday night, Sunday Night Heat, we should mention, against Draws. Owen Hart's doing commentary. He's denying that he's the Blue Blazer. Hawk's going to come in and interfere because of Draws. The next day on Raw, you say that Al Snow pisses you off, and he's your first-round opponent at the Survivor Series World Title Tournament. You're also scheduled to take on the newly returned Gold Dust from the Catholic Dustin Runnels gimmick and now it sounds like Deborah and Goldust are more involved with each other for a program. Um, after we tried the religious thing, were you surprised that Dustin went right back to Goldust? Because of the my specific experience with Double J. Yeah, it was. It, you know, it was. Will it work in the Attitude Era? Yeah. So in your match, uh, Goldust kisses Deborah. You hit him with a guitar for the DQ. Uh, the blue blazer gimmick continues with the blazer coming out and saving Owen in a match with Steve Blackman at survivor series. You lose in the first round, three minutes and 31 seconds to Al snow. Um, this is the show where rock defeats mankind and Vince rings the bell and screws mankind sort of a callback to the prior year's survivor series with the Montreal screw job. But people really praise this as one of the greatest threads in pay-per-view history, the double turn. Mankind, who was the pet of Vince McMahon, is now babyface, and the people's champ is now the corporate champ. The Rock is a bad guy. And the next night on Raw, you're going to team up with uh, Blue Blazer to take on Gold, take on Goldust and Steve Blackman. Blackman pins the Blazer in two minutes. Blackman goes to pull the mask off, and Owen Hart comes out and attacks him. So that's pretty fun. The rumor in innuendo, it was Tom Pritchard under the mask. Do you remember who it really was? I think Tom was it a, a couple of times. Okay. Yeah, a, a couple of times. I think we had a couple of different moving parts there, but I think Tom. This is also the same memorable episode of Raw where they push Hawk off the Titan Tron. Well, I guess it's Draws. Uh, so after we witness a murder, here comes the return of uh, Shawn Michaels. He's the new commissioner. It was around this era, by the way, that you get some sad news. Your grandmother passed away November 19th. We haven't spent a ton of time talking about her on today's episode. What'd she think of you working with the WWF and all this attitude era stuff? I mean, almost exactly what you would think of a, yeah, 80 year old woman. Do they really need to be doing that? But, but I, I say that very, um, she got it because at the same time, my, oh, my Jeff, I see those big houses. Mm -hmm. What are those numbers? 
you know, she was always in, engaged, like, you know, what did you draw and how are this? Is he paying you well? Are you happy? How's the travel? You're traveling too much. Do they really, you know, that, that, but she understood because she had seen from, again, you know, she's started in the business in 46. So you can imagine in the fifties and sixties, what evolved into the seventies and then God almighty, you know, she yeah. would be livid. Uh, I mean, she would be livid on, did you hear what happened last night in Eddie Marlin's town? They tore Jimmy Hart's pants clean off. He had nothing on, but these little skimpy pink underwear. Can you believe they would do that? Okay. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's how the business evolved, but, um, what a pioneer. Yeah. This past Sunday, uh, was the, uh, anniversary 25 years ago. She passed away. Hard to believe that much time has gone down, but, uh, <sighs> she's the reason. And the, one of the reasons that, uh, you're still going so strong at 57 years old is because you start every day with one delicious scoop of AG one. That's all it takes in a cup of water to set you up for success. If you're looking for more energy, more focus, more strength, more clarity, AG one checks all the boxes. It's a foundational nutritional supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to whole body health. It replaces your multivitamin, your probiotic and more in one simple drinkable habit. It's a science driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients, man. I'm telling you, it's good for what ails you. As my grandma used to say, my wife does it on her way to the gym every day. She feels like she's more productive. And I feel like I don't have that afternoon crash. Whenever I take a G one, I recommend you do it every day. If you're looking for a boost in energy, you want better gut health. You want to have some more immune system support. Maybe you just hate taking pills and vitamins and you want a supplement that tastes great. Well, AG one checks all the different boxes Because why not set yourself up for success? 75 different high quality ingredients. Give you everything you need to support energy, focus, strength, and clarity. Think of it as like your all in one nutritional insurance. And if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG one and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG one travel packs with your first purchase. Go right now to drink one.com slash my world. That's drink one.com slash my world. Uh, Jeff, a little footnote here. You get to be a part of insane clown posse's last appearance in the WWF. They're at ringside for you and your match against Kurgan. Whoop whoop. I'm going to hit Kurgan with the guitar and still get the win because Deborah had distracted the ref. Sable's going to come out and confront Deborah, but you grab Deborah and move on. You're not on raw, but you are on heat where you're wrestling Kane. You're coming off the top rope. He goozles you. Deborah comes in, flirts with Kane. And you think, wait a minute, Kane's distracted by a woman. Didn't see that coming. Not really. He drops you, goes to choke slam Deborah, but you hit him with the guitar. Of course, Kane, no sales. What a great visual that was. You escape with Deborah. Cool visual to see somebody take the guitar and just stand there like way back in the day with big Bubba Rogers and that wooden chair and Crockett. This was a good moment. No. Yes. Kane, you know, unless you know, right in the middle of the attitude era during, during all this, the Kane character, and they did so much storytelling. That was really, I thought Mark is so good. So Taker is really good. But th those two guys, um, one plus one didn't equal two. I'll say that that they were good chemistry. So the Kane character was really over. And you know the no sell, uh, of course, monster pop. 
uh, in a good way. Good stuff. Good TV, as they say. I don't think there's a chance that we'll get to everything that happened in the don't piss me off era. So oh. I want to, uh, I want to table it and, and we'll talk more about it. Uh, we'll, as a matter of fact, we might do it next week here on the program, but before we do, I wanted to go ahead. I was just going to say is cause there's so many little ins and outs, which kind of lead into, cause we're touching on blue blazer. We're, we're defined of that. We've got a bunch of little moments, but it kind of leads into the puppies era, which then went really into the China story. So you can kind of see that in this era, it's the oddities, it's Southern justice, it's this, it's that, it's this and that. But as kind of time went along, um, things became a little bit more defined, a little bit more defined, and then boom, the I see story, um, it just how things kind of progressed. Uh, and then, you know, in, in a lot of ways, the, the, one of the most famous deals was kind of built out of, it started right here. Me and Deborah as a, almost a thing thrown together, which goes into the puppies, but that really set up into the, um, the, the, the double J character that, that was the, the antagonist of China anyway. So go ahead. Yeah. But fun time. Actually, when I look back over my career is a lot of what ifs, but, uh, so go ahead. I rambled there. It's reported in the observer that 99 will see a 1999 is going to see a lot of talent contracts coming due and you're on the list. So we don't know how he's getting this information, but he knows that your contract is coming due in 1999. And he's sort of running through what he thinks is likely or possible for a lot of different talent. And when it comes to you, he says this Jared's market value has never been lower and it's doubtful WCW would be interested in him at any price. Although stranger things have happened. <laughs> I thought that was fascinating to me because as a fan at home, I didn't feel like your value was lower. And I even remember, in fact, every time you came out and just the first quarter of your music played, there was a big reaction. Now I understand there's a bunch of horny, uh, preteen horny teenagers in the, in the crowd and they're excited to see Deborah. But the guitar shot always gets a pop. People like the don't piss me off. Like, I don't understand. I know you weren't reading the observer by this point, but what do you make of that? Jared's market value has never been lower. Did you feel that way when you're, I mean, I know that you got your pay cut earlier in the year. So you're probably working like it's a contract year and you got a chip on your shoulder, but still your value's never been lower. That struck me as odd. That's a Dave that, I mean, for, for the Meltzer message boards read for whatever reason. And I respect Dave. He's got to grow his business, but it helped his business to knock double J there's, there's, I, cause I just don't see like, okay, Dave, uh, I love you, pal, but I don't think he'd ever talk like that about a talent today. I think Dave's writing has evolved. I, I can't imagine picking up. Uh, oh, you don't think so? I don't think he'd say so-and-so's value's never been lower. Okay. So why don't you think he cared for me? I don't know. So I mean, when I look back, he obviously, Flair, didn't have a lot of good things to say uh, about, I'll call it Lawler and Jarrett, and we documented that, and him and Flair were tight. I also think the Nick Goulas, Tennessee era, in the, 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 
you know, the, had a lot of negative connotation. I, I think also he likes Japanese five-star matches, whatever it may be. He doesn't like sports entertainment. Truth, be, and I'm I'm saying that he he would much rather watch a Japanese match than a Southern a, wrestling. Yes, yes. So he he never really liked that. I, I saw something recently that that he gave Rock Austin. Oh, don't don't don't. don't. I know what you're gonna say. He gave that bicycle match with Kota Ibushi a higher rating than uh, Rock Hogan at WrestleMania. That's what just went viral. They said Rock Hogan. This is Dave Meltzer for you folks. Rock Hogan at WrestleMania three stars. The Kota Ibushi video game match uh, with the bicycle a couple of weeks ago in AW four and a quarter or whatever it is. And people were all pissed off about it. Who were D- Dave haters, but, that, that, but I'm, I'm not even hating on Dave. I'm saying Jeff has never fit. He, he never been his cup of tea. Okay. That's the easiest way to say it. Never. Yeah. Never. Cause that's a, yeah, him saying my market value. And it's funny how, well, nine months later, I think my market value, Dave, but that's okay. He, that's how he sells his subscriptions. Well, we'd love to sell some things for you. And if your business is looking for men, 25 to 54 years old, there's no better place to look than right here. Check out how affordable it can be at advertise with Love to have your questions. We'll pick up where we left off talking about the don't piss me off era next week here on the show. Uh, so if you've got a question, you're still a chance to get it in. It's at my Roll pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Jeff is very active on social media too. It's at real Jeff Jarrett. Of course, the easiest, cheapest, best way to support the show is to check us out on YouTube. That's my world on youtube.com. And we've got tons of new great swag and merch available for you now over at box of Jeff, this was fun, man. I love talking about the attitude era with you. And it does feel like you're, you've reinvented yourself and, and you're trying to do it over and over again. You know, we get the haircut, we get the new tights, we get the guitar. Then we are with Southern justice and we're doing six mans and then tags. And now we're back to singles, but blue blazers hanging around and Hey, here's Deborah. Uh, the evolution of Jeff Jarrett continues and we'll pick it up next week here on the program. There's going to be some really silly stuff. We're going to talk about too. Like when they put under the undertaker, put Austin on a symbol and they were threatening to embalm him. Lots of silliness in this attitude era for us to discuss next week. So the kind of the life lesson, when I look back, this is an era that, and there's guys that are going through this right now in both companies or really no, if you're in the wrestling business, you're going to go ebbs and flows, but as old macho man, Randy Savage, stay in the game, the cream rise to the stop, keep getting better, keep working on yourself, keep working on your trade uh, and, and look inward, not outward, you know, cause I, I kept trying to tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak. And I, when I look back, if my man road dog had not said something about the puppies, which then was something that Russo liked, which something McMahon liked. And then it just, just kind of staying in the game and, and, and the domino of things. So, uh, interesting time uh, for for sure. And one thing, uh, I'm going to go back on last week, Conrad, we text, we got some pretty cool feedback off of last week. Didn't we? Man, great feedback. I think anytime you're able to be open and honest and transparent and just talk about, you know, Jeff Jarrett, the human, not Jeff Jarrett, the wrestling character and really, uh, share your story. I think it helps a lot of people. So I appreciate you being vulnerable and open and honest and transparent. I think it resonates and 
Well, I did I, get a lot of good feedback from last week's show. The business side too. I appreciate you saying that about the personal, but kind of the business things and the, the, I, I don't know. It, that, that was like, man, I guess that was kind of fresh to some folks. Anyway, Conrad, we have a blast here. So, um, wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I just realized something. Not, not about Nostra dumbass. You cooking a turkey this week? Oh, I mean, listen, I know you got to be in TV on Wednesday and I know you got to be somewhere else on Saturday, but are you preparing a turkey at some point this week? Can you, well, let me ask you this. Will you throw a flag on me if I end up cooking um, a big piece of red meat as opposed to a turkey? Is that a flag in your house that I don't go turkey? Oh boy. I don't like that look. We'll see you next week right here on my world. Peace. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.